0: This is a Strips Trust podcast. All news and all views expressed in the podcast are those of the contributors, not necessarily those of Morecambe Football Club. Yeah, yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. God, I believe me. Blessing when the land is more yeah As long to see me. Blessing when the land is more commencing.
0: Hello and uh, welcome along to this, which is uh, podcast number nine of the ShrimpNet, uh, the podcast of Morecambe FC supporters known as the Shrimp's Trust. Well, we've got plenty to discuss this week, uh, what with the games against the Gillingham and p and, and the and the upcoming Sheffield Wednesday. But first, it's the important guests we've got, so I need to introduce them. And as usual, we've got uh, the Generalissimo of the Shrimp's Trust, the very voice of uh, of all the that you read and often what you hear from the Fruits Trust, Trust. Uh, my trusty sidekick, Joel Shooter, welcome along. Evening freeze, uh, and we've got two special guests from the club. Uh, unfortunately, Charlie and James, who are probably people are here are sick of hearing of, to be honest. So uh, we've we've changed the faces and we've gone instead of players, we've gone into uh, we've gone into the the uh, shall we say the the offices. Uh, The very fulcrum, the very new people, the young books. We've got General Manager Ben and we've got Media Manager Ryan. Welcome along, guys. Good evening, Freeze.
2: Good evening, Freeze. Thank you for having us.
0: Well, it's fantastic to have you here because obviously you can give us some perspective of what's been going on behind the scenes and uh, the challenges that you've been facing. And I think that's going to be something fresh for the listeners. But we'll start as we mean to go on. We'll start, first of all, uh, Gillingham last Saturday, Joel. Um, nothing really in that game Um, a couple of decisions one went against us and one well two went against us and one went for us and you're just thinking it could have been a different result on the day what are your thoughts?
1: Yeah I mean watching the game back I I think you can obviously see uh, Gilliam are a pretty solid league one side but at the same time I think we matched and we had parts of the game where we were probably on top with the decisions obviously I'm not really convinced that the free kick that led to their goal was much of a free kick. It was one of those things that Harry Kane does when he backs into people and tries to flip them over the back, and it's a little bit dangerous. But sometimes it buys a free kick. But you know, with those with with the way Carriol hit it, you know, you, sometimes you can't you can't really mitigate for that. It just just happens sometimes. And then obviously we get back into it. Great to see Cole doing the business again, <laughs> like he has done already quite a few times this season. And then, yeah, I think we were I think we were good in the second half. I think we maybe. I think we've progressed the ball up the field quite well. But then I think it's just kind of having that decision-making and then kind of almost kind of quick combination plays to kind of really just make that kind of last leg and get into a good shooting opportunity. But hopefully that'll be something that comes as as the team gels and we kind of get an understanding more of each other and people can feel they can be a bit braver on the ball, make quicker decisions. And then, yeah, the, the penalty, I mean, <laughs> where well, I think we can all... Uh, yeah, we, we I think I think we all pretty agree that at the very best it's soft, and you know, and there's minimal contact if any from O'Connor and Lloyd, and he chucked his legs up in the air like I don't know somebody swung a baseball bat at his shins, and you know, it's a bit ridiculous. And then when, especially when you look back at the, the, the decision that Phillips didn't get in the first half when somebody was bounced through the back of him, but you know, it, it's one of those. I don't think we lost the game because we were particularly worse than the other team. It was just. That's how football works sometimes. It's a low-scoring game. And when those big moments go against you, then that, that's just how it goes sometimes, unfortunately. But, you know, we, we move on to the next one. I think we're still gelling as a side and hopefully we'll get there in a few weeks.
0: What well, well, uh, Ben and Ryan, uh, I'll ask you, Ben, first. What, what was your take on, on the Gillingham game? Wasn't a right lot in it. I thought we were probably slightly better football side, but I, I agree with Joel completely. Our final ball and, uh, and decision-making in the final third was, was needs work, shall we say.
3: Yeah, I spoke to Dermot on the, on the way back, we were just messaging each other about something separate and it came up and, you know, yeah, I think everyone can see between the boxes, we probably had the better of the game, it was just on the day, as is football, it's, it's won and lost in the boxes and they got a couple of bounces of and the like, you know, around our area and in our area and it just didn't happen for us up the other end, we... We probably, first half, were a little bit more creative in the second half. And, you know, Cole, great strike, great goal again. But second half, it just it just wasn't to be. Um, as you say, Julian, are a tough side. You know what you're coming up against, an established League One club. As we'll probably say about most teams this, this season. But um, plenty of positives that, that we took into uh, Preston. And, you know, I just think, personally, I believe in what we're doing. and. We play like that every week, and with a little bit of a little bit of refining, um,
0: we should win more than we lose. And, and you do that, and you're alright. And a, a, little bit, a little bit of luck would be nice, Ryan, as well, wouldn't
2: it? Yeah, I think a little bit of luck with how results are going and little balls bouncing here. And we saw it last night. I think their first goal it was a touch off one of their players' backside, and it, it felt quite nicely to him. Right. But as well as that, it'd be quite nice to have some luck when it comes to injuries as well. We're not getting any couple of days here and there, we're getting months. So it's, it's yeah, like Joel was saying, it was a pretty comprehensive roundup from him about the Gillingham game. But yeah, the, the little bit of a, a look that we're kind of missing isn't really helping. But we are still gelling and them injuries haven't helped. But yeah, it's it's like Ben said there, we believe in what the gaffers is getting over. I think you can see it, that comprehensive 4 counter-attacking style of play is, is suiting the players that are on there and it, and as the gaffer said last night I think as a Morecambe fan you'd be happy to watch the football what you've been watching you just as a Morecambe manager as he said last night he said he's not been impressed with the the way that the results have been so I think he, obviously he gets it he's very astute in what he does he's been around for, for years as a manager and as a player and it's just about getting that gel working and, and, and picking up the points as we go along so we
0: I'll come to Preston last night and start again with Joel. Um, fantastic game of football uh, as, as a 95 minutes of entertainment. He, uh, you know, I mean, yes, when none of us are neutral, uh, and obviously Ben and, and Ryan might be a little bit more neutral, even though they work for the club. But that was a fantastic game of football and credit to Preston because they came to have a go and we had a right good go at them. But ultimately, yet again, as Ryan's already alluded to, <laughs> the luck did favour them, didn't it?
1: Yeah, uh, that's the thing. You know, they're a couple of quite bizarre goals. Well, obviously, one was particularly bizarre with uh, yeah. uh, Lavelle. I think he? I think he bumps their guy off to help clear the clear the path for Anderson. But in the in in the process of that, I think he must have got a nick on the ankle maybe as the guy goes down and crashes into Yuckle. And you know, it's just just one of those. You know, <laughs> what can you do about it? You know, so as a, especially as a manager, you can't really anticipate anything like that ever really happening. But. Uh, yeah, I think looking at the whole game, I was watching it back and I thought, you know what, like we were even with them for a lot of the game and there was a period, I think, a lot of the late, uh, kind of back end of the first half, early second half, when we kind of to get the goal back. But we we really did look on top uh, and, you know, we, we showed a bit more kind of directness in the final third. It's still not quite there yet but there was a bit more snappiness but again, just those decision-making uh, skills. But, you know, hopefully they'll come and we did show yeah, I think I think we controlled the ball well at points. I think Preston bit back in midfield nicely. I think they won the ball well. They attacked really incisively at times. And I think, you know, a couple of freakish goals obviously that, that, that second one and then obviously the, the Ledson strike, which are just ridiculous. And that was when we had the momentum really and then when somebody pulls pulls it out of the bag like that, you know, you just think, Oh, he's <laughs> he's it's just not our day, is it? And then obviously the fourth one, legs are going, they take a bit of a throwing quickly, you know. But yeah, I think I think we, we contested well. I think it looked like a, a quite an even game. We had good periods in it and pressing in a few good periods. And if we I think like we said, you know, if we keep playing like that, just work on a little bit of final third stuff and I think we should, you know, carry that into some good results in League One.
0: Yeah, I agree completely. Um particularly Greg Lee and Ryan Clooney last night were just fantastic in the second half. And uh, the momentum was definitely with us when it was two apiece. But obviously, you know, three or four minutes later, they hit that worldie and it goes in top bins. And I'm like, is everybody going to score their goal of season against us? You know, because obviously Gillingham did it and obviously Rotherham beat us last week with it. And I'm like, sooner or later, they're going to go in the car park, aren't they? Please, you know. But um, overall, great atmosphere last night, Ben. And a uh, decent crowd, obviously uh, sold out to the to the PNE fans, but... Uh, the the Morgan public uh, quite rightly are, are, are you know happy with the, the football that they're seeing, and they're going to keep coming hopefully
3: absolutely, and you know, like you say, the, the football is entertaining and, and there's been plenty going on on the pitch um, and for a cup game, you traditionally get less people in the first couple of rounds, yes, it's a derby, but i've had it before where you 're scrambling around for five hundred people and and you look in and the players feel it. They, they they do feel it when there's 500 people there and you've you've got that sort of empathy on the day. Whereas last night, you know, at 2-all, this place was, I've only been here for eight weeks and seen three games in front of crowds. But the, the sound after the second goal and then and then that 10-minute spell when we were in the game, um, unbelievable. And... You know, that's from someone who is neutral and objective about it. And I think the ground's built wonderfully for that. It's it's compact, you're close to the pitch, and when it's good, you feel how good it is. Um, So if I'm seeing that, stood on the press deck like I was, um, saying hello to Ryan at the time, everyone who's turning up is going to feel that. And and if you're in and amongst it, you know, you'll know better than I do, you're in and amongst it there, but... the atmosphere we're generating at the moment is just, it's electric. Uh, win, win or lose, people are behind us, and that's all we can ask. And in return, as you see from the players, they give 100% and are incredibly talented as well. So when you've got that mix, things will happen and good things will happen. And off the pitch, as we've, we've touched on previously, um, you know, before this podcast, we're looking to improve. We, we get some things right, we don't get everything right at the moment. That's, it's a learning curve for everyone. Um, that's why I've been brought in to, to look at things and see where we can get a little bit better across every department. And one, one massive one of them is is match day experience and and everything that goes with it. Pre match, when you're here and how you feel when you're going home. And as we've seen, I've, I've said it publicly, we've we've not always got it right in these first three games. But what we will do is absolutely get down to the the roots of what we do well. Even more importantly, what we don't do as well as we can do. And we take action to make it better. And that'll take time. It's, it's not going to happen overnight. I hope there's been improvement over the first three games. And, you know, we absolutely plan for improvement across every game this season. So that in 12 months' time, when, when we're here at the start of next season, um, you know, thing, things
0: are brilliant. So, I'll, I, Ryan, I'll come to you now. Um, there's, there's the, ben touched on something there, which I was going to mention as well. And that was the uh, obviously we've signed seventeen, eighteen players now, uh, but uh, they seem to be have accepted pretty quickly, and they seem to they seem to be building a really good rapport with the the themselves as a team and also the crowd. And like you said, Ben, we've already had three home games, and yet we've lost we've lost two of those, and yet they've got a standing ovation each game.
2: Yeah, and, and I think that's a testament to to the guys that are in the dressing room. Like I've obviously got a relationship with them all when it comes to the media side of things. And, and they helped me out by turning up to press conferences. Uh, they all don't like doing it, especially Josh McPake. He was like, no, never doing this again. I was like, come on, you'll enjoy it. But no, he's uh, he's a brilliant person, as as many people in that dressing room. And, and like you said, the are likeable characters, but they're also very good footballers as well. Um, the Gaffers touched on it a few times, that if they were even better footballers and then they applied themselves a little bit better, they wouldn't be here. So that's the point of being at Morecambe, whether they're on loan or they've come in through the building on free transfers or whatever, is to, to make themselves better, but essentially play a big part in the first season in League One for Morecambe Football Club. And, and they're doing that. We just need to get a little bit of luck like we touched on before.
0: So moving on, um, they're coming thick and fast, these Joel. Uh, obviously, the p and game, Gillingham away, Rotherham at home. It's just it's only a little matter of Sheffield Wednesday. Uh well, I, I don't see anything to worry about, The you? The Owls, uh, you know, 45,000 uh, possibility as at Hillsborough. That won't frighten us, will it? But no, obviously it'll be a bit of a culture shock for them. They've been to places like Wickham, but they'll have never been to anywhere like the Mizuma. But uh, they've had a great start. Uh, they've got everything to lose uh, and nothing to gain, really. Um, So basically, they're going to come, they're going to try and... Have a go at us, what are your thoughts?
1: yeah, just a little fella called Barry Bannon, apparently in the field that yeah. I'll, I'll be a bit wary of, but uh no yeah, you know it'll be a difficult game, no doubt they've not they've not conceded in the league yet, it'll be really tough, I think you know they've got a good manager in Darren Moore. they've still got some really good players in the championship, so yeah they they'll definitely be they'll probably be up there this season. I know they've had a bit of a difficult couple of years financially, obviously, without going too much into that, and obviously the kind of gelling that and keeping the atmosphere around the place is a difficult job, but it looks like the, Darren Moore's done a good job of that, looking at their start. They've started well. And, yeah, so it will definitely be a really tricky game. At the same time, you know, we, we've we've taken on two championship teams. We've beaten one of them, and we were a bit unlucky to lose, I think, uh, last night. So, you know, uh, and I, so I think we do definitely have a bit of, enough about us to compete. We'll have to see on the day how it all plays out. You know, you can never really predict these teams in football. But yeah, and but it's just great to be kind of be able to kind of play these teams. It is just very exciting. Lots of film. They'll you know they, they're sold out. I'm sure they'll make an absolute racket. And you know, it looks like we're you know the the home, but we we're matching that with the home crowd. You know, we're getting lots of home numbers in, so we'll be there to match them. And yeah, it'll be a great atmosphere. Hopefully, and I mean, fingers crossed, we can get the win. Uh, but at least put out a good performance. You know because I think the player, even though we've not always been on the right side of results so far, you know, we've all appreciated the players' efforts and we've and there've been some good performances and hopefully that can transpire as a result on a, on Saturday, you know, really kind of again show the league, you know, that we do deserve to be here and we are, you know, a proper league one side and we're, we're going to keep,
0: you know, doing well all, all throughout the season. I think there's been a, and, I'm, and I know you'll all be aware of it, that the, the uh, you know, there's, there's, uh... Message boards and there's the Facebook page for the fans, etc. And there was a little bit of a backlash about, you know, well, you know, it, you know, it's about winning games, in it? Why are we all clapping them? And, and there's been, you know, a couple of people have been shot down for that today. And I do understand, you know, people are trying to remain positive, but I think you have to put it into perspective that um, Ipswich favourites to go up, uh, Blackburn a division above, Rotherham also favourites to go back up. Uh, Shrewsbury, maybe not so. Gillingham, uh, will be there. Well, you know, they'll be mid table, maybe, but then Preston, division above, and then we've got Sheffield Wednesday. So, four out of those six, they're really, really tough games. Yes, I know it's the cliche there are no easy games at this level, but um, when you look at it in plain black and white, that it's it's coming thick and fast, Ben. I, I, you know, can we not play uh, Melchester Rovers reserves or something next week just to give us a break? No,
3: I know. Like you say, every, every game's a challenge. Every game was a challenge in League 2 for years. Um, so what a wonderful challenge as, as a club we've got now. Of um, You know, almost, almost the opposite end of the spectrum from, from even going into last season. The, the whole mentality's changed, you know, so I'm told from where we were a few years ago and, and for understandable reasons. But we're not in that place anymore. And last season's squad have, have done an unbelievable job in, in getting up and, and the club's here on merit and, and what we what we have to do and what I've hammered home to everyone you know since I joined is we have to support that and be and be as good off the pitch as we are on the pitch. Um, and like you say, the, the rewards of that for supporters for the club and, and everyone is playing Sheffield Wednesday and Rotherham and Sutherland and Portsmouth on a level playing field. But what is the most important thing for all of us on and off the pitch is that we're doing it again next year and the year after. And the year after, and this isn't just a flash in the pan, oh, Morecambe have done great, well done, guys, pat on the back, you know, fell just short and, and, and you're back to it next season in league. So absolutely not. No one's having that. Um, you know, we're, we're ambitious, everyone here, um, from the, the players, as Stephen talked about, the management staff, Myself, Ryan, all the stuff, we are all ambitious. We all want to work in League One. We all want to work in the Championship. We all want to work in the Premier League. You know, and and can we do that? And how how close to that can we get with more? no one's scared of the challenge. So it, it, it's going to be an amazing, amazing time. Um, I feel like the supporters are feeling that at the moment because you see it—you see the people turning up. You see how it is on a match day. Um, we have to push, keep making it better. The moment we take our foot off the gas and and stand there as a group
0: internally and pat ourselves on the back,
3: the moment you you lose focus and and you
0: can take your eye off the ball. So I'll come to you, Ryan, and uh, I I know that, like, like, you know, we have been saying, uh, you know, you've had some experience at Doncaster and then at the EFL. From a Morecambe perspective, everything that you're doing now is almost completely new. So you're facing these challenges, you're coming in, and uh, you, you're basically starting with, I won't say a clean slate, but you're virtually starting with a clean slate. How have you found it?
2: Yeah, I I, I 100% agree with you. And I was talking to Ben about this when we first started, that I wanted to get the media team from being a, just a department within a team to being one of the best departments within League One. That was what Ben was just touching on there. We all want to be... A League One club, on and off the field, we want to be a Championship team, we want to be a Premier League team in years to come, and obviously that's a part of the three-year, the three-year plan that the club have got in place of, of making it a sustainable football club in 2024 in League One. But like I, I keep hammering home and, and I keep saying it to Matt and to Ben, if the worst was to happen and the, the team were to get relegated next season, sorry this season, and um, that we'd still be of a standard of a League One media team. Um, I've tried to instil that into to everyone. Um, the art department is obviously the kind of the open face of Morecambe Football Club. With the front door, as I always got told, when, like a website, for example, obviously that's still got a lot of changes to, to make. Everything's just a, a work in progress. Like you said, it was somewhat of a bit of a fresh slate. we tried to up the match day experience on socials more. But obviously we've provided a commentary service now, which um, we've put players up for as well. Obviously, John O'Beak has been there, and he's been doing that now for the last few home games, and, and people are enjoying that. It's just about, like Ben said, it's just not standing still. It's about making sure what we're doing, we're laying foundations, and then we're building on them week in, week out. I've taken a lot of what I've learned while I was at Doncaster. I've taken a hell of a lot of what I've learned at the EFL. Over the two and a bit years that I was there, and it's just about applying that to a football club, and and once we do that, how we build on it, then every step of the way. So it's been a good start. I've enjoyed it. I love being back at a football club, and to be at a football club like Markham, uh, it, it means a lot because it's just a, a very big family, and I've enjoyed getting my feet under the table and taking my shoes off a little bit. But it's uh, yeah, it's a great place to be, and, and people like yourself and like Joel have been obviously receptive of what we've been putting out there. And obviously it means a hell of a lot to us as well. So thank you in that respect.
0: Hey, hey, listen, uh, Charlie and Joel managed to get me on Twitter, which I've resisted for donkey's years. So uh, welcome to the 21st century and I'm still crap on it. But anyway, all, all I'm using it for is the Swimps Trust, but there you go. But um, so looking at, looking at what's happened this week um, and this is coming to Ben and to Joel, in the fact that all the red seats have been replaced, Joel, and uh, they look very smart last night, Ben, very smart. And I know we had a a, a team of fans in there helping out, didn't we? So that went pretty well, Ben, did it? Yeah, unbelievably.
3: Um, You know, it was quite nice for me to come into the club with a fresh set of eyes. We've got an unbelievably supportive board who who just said to me, look, um, you know, whatever you need to do, get on with, which, which, again... i I was really conscious to come in and look at everything and just watch and see how things work and how things are but the first day i walked around the ground straight away we've got brand new bright tomorrow as our slogan which is in so many ways true and i just walked past the stand and it just i wouldn't even i I didn't notice anything i was just walking tunnel vision and i thought hang on It, it was only when i got three quarters of the way down i went we've got red seats here and They'd obviously faded in the sun over 10, 11 years, whatever, it, whatever it's been since the club moved here. Um, and I just thought we've got an opportunity here. I would seen Sunderland have done it a few years ago when they got the new ownership and, you know, the supporters came down and, and changed them over and, and the visual lift that gave the place was amazing. I just thought, I, I looked into it, saw that it was something that we we did have the finance to, to back. And, um, and I'd been to a couple of Shrimp Trust meetings that we do monthly, and I know once we'd sort of introduced the idea, Steve, build the team were massively on board with it and said, look, you let us know how many people you need and, and we'll get them changed over. So we must have had a dozen, 16 volunteers come down. Um, some people morning, some people afternoon, some in the evening if they were working. Um, it, it was just a brilliant few days. We had, we had two or three days really hammering at it. them all changed over and, and look at the end result. We now have a stand that does stand out, no pun intended. Um, and, and you do walk by and you go, wow, it looks fresh here. It looked alive. And, you know, it's only, it's only 0.1%. 0.1% but if you get enough of them right across every aspect of a business it soon adds up to a huge huge
0: percentage
3: uh, of, of improvement
0: and, and being the best we can. And it's, it's good from the trust point of view because obviously we, we, we were set up we set up the trust um, a few years ago obviously when we were looking for new owners and in a bit of limbo after uh, Diego Lemos and Joseph Carla showing an interest and then disappearing and Uh, joseph carl sleeping in the boardroom and all sorts of rubbish so from that point of view joel it's been brilliant that the trust can actually see their work and their efforts making a difference alongside what the club's doing
1: no yeah definitely and 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 as important as the the work that was done that kind of the way the trust reformed to help kind of steer the club through quite a help try and support the club through quite a grisly period it's much nicer really to be able to support the club in this kind of way like having organizing volunteers to go and do the seats and communicate with the boardroom you know that that that's really the, the, the ideal it's much nicer it's you know there's openness you know we can feed stuff back to the club we can kind of like get an understanding with what, what's going on we can see that, and we can kind of better see the efforts that Ben and, and Charlie and, and Ryan and, and uh, James are all putting in behind the scenes and we can kind of getting a, a good a good appreciation of that. We can feed that back to the wider fan base. We can feed back what we get from the wider fan base into the club. So yeah, it's nice to have that kind of good harmonious relationship rather than be kind of after starting, especially after starting at a point where it was kind of all hands on deck, stop some dodgy kind of agent from Brazil and this crazy Italian guy who wanted to build underwater casinos from taking over the club, you know? So it's much nice to be in, in a position where we, it's more about organising this kind of thing like putting seats in rather than kind of helping avoid the the destruction of the club note
3: to self cross off underwater casino from the- <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, you, you were hoping that would come off if they even- yeah i can take that one yeah good idea but no um so i mean again fantastic job looks miles better i'm going to come back come back to you ben now in the fact that the challenges that you faced when you came in, uh, like similar to Ryan, a complete blank canvas. We haven't had a general manager. It was obviously James and Charlie that had done a, a pre of the club and said, we need somebody who, who's in overall, you know, who's got a finger in every pie and can see everything. Now, obviously, you held that position at Harrogate. I hope you don't mind me saying, but obviously, you're quite young. You're quite dynamic. Um so from that point of view, when you came in, there was a lot of raised eyebrows. We were like, a lot of people saying, no, what what does it, you know, you know, but you've made a big impression straight away. So you, looking at your challenges ahead, I know for a fact, like, I'll just ask you for a fact, one of the things, obviously we can see the impact straight away of, uh, there's, there's, there's um, all these red containers all over the place, some being used, some not, what's the plans with those?
3: Yeah, so we've got two two in use. I think we've got two behind the bat card. Now, one's been open as a bar. One will be opening as uh, food. I think everyone knows what's going to be served out of there. What,
0: the what, what,
3: what, the, un- the no. unwritten no. word. Uh, Mr. Howells very kindly promised them at a pre-season meeting. Um, so the chip wagon is a real thing. Chip uh, wagon, um, yay! <laughs> the, the, the chip wagon is a real thing. and. Understandably, people are going to go. It's in the backyard terrace, what? The other terraces. So we've got another unit outside. Um, unfortunately, we can't serve chips everywhere because we've got limited space, limited cooking facilities. There was going to be another unit outside the ground, picked in place now, um, and very soon we'll have that up and running. So, but if people do want to have chips and you know haven't haven't got a ticket in the backyard terrace, they've got that option. Um, and and we'll, we'll see what we can do out there. Can we get some picnic benches out there? I don't have to speak to ground safety, but can we have a little area where people can just potter around pre-match? If you don't want to go in the bar, but you want to get down a little bit early, sun shining, um, somewhere where you can you can sit down with the family or your friends and, and have a bite to eat. So we'll see what happens on that front, but that's in place. It just needs kitting out uh, equipment bit of a shortage at the moment throughout the country for certain things that we need. But uh, the food counter is going to be open for the Sheffield Wednesday game inside the terrace. So we've got another point of sale. Um, I know you you asked what the challenges were. I think there's such a number of challenges. And there's so much we're doing well, but there's so much we could be doing excellently. And that's what I'm here to bring together and make sure that if I can look at it objectively and go, right, where can we make gains? Absolutely all across the board in every department, Football aside, um, How do we get better? How do we improve? How do I support people who are in men positions to do so? Um, so the challenge is, is ultimately to just identify where we can be better and, and just go about putting in place a practical solution to sort it which is what we've done with, uh, you know, first thing behind there, we had queues we had, at the kiosk. So, right, it, for me, it's really simple. We put more service points in, we put more tills in, more staff in. Yes, we come up against the issue of there's a staff shortage in hospitality, so what do we do? We go and recruit. We, we've recruited over the last two weeks. Um, we try and have a bit of foresight and, and planning and, and seeing what's ahead, but you can't always do that until you live it and you're in and amongst it. So... We will plan as best as we can, and, and where we where we come across an issue or come across something we can do better, we note it, we discuss it, we put a plan in place, and, and we get it better. And and that's all we can do. Um, I think people see that. But if we can do that on an ongoing basis, you're going to see improvements. You're going to see us getting to a point where where people look at us and go, they they are run unbelievably well. And and that's what I aspire to have here. Um, and I absolutely believe we can do it. We've got some unbelievable people on board, from from the co-chairman down, you know, right through the board, um, all the way across, all the way across the club. Um, really, really, really hard-working people, which you can't quantify. You can't go and find someone and go, "Are you hard-working?" You, you find that out when they're here. So we've got the graft, we've got the talent, we've got the people and personalities. It's just bringing it all together, making sure people know what they're here to do, how they do it, and help people get there. Um, it's a lot. I'm not going to say it's a lot simpler than than people would imagine because it's it is challenging. Don't get me wrong. It's unbelievably difficult. But if I can keep it simple and talk to people, talk to people internally, talk to people externally, talk to supporters through whatever channels it is, whether it's a podcast, whether it's through an article on my website, whether it's in person, in the bar after a game. Just be a normal person. I, I am. I'm, I'm a normal 25-year-old bloke who, you know, happens to be in a really fortunate position here, doing something I love. But just, just be humble and, and listen to people. And you get, you, if you're here and, you, and you're open to ideas, it's so powerful. You learn so much. And, and that's where the improvement comes from. It's not all in my head. It's listening to people
0: who know a lot more than I do about a lot of things,
3: and just making sure it gets action.
0: Well, that that was a a very all encompassing answer, but you had me at chip vans open on Saturday. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so I, look, we we were hoping we were hoping
3: to get it done last night, but um, for various reasons, it, it missed out by literally minutes. We didn't want to we didn't want to promise it open it and it not be right. Um, yeah. But but it, it's there, it's ready, it's just getting it fired up for
0: Saturday. Well, good luck with that. I hope it goes well. I hope the potatoes are here after all that. Uh, well, do you know something? It's really strange because if you're going to do, I don't know if you are, but uh, from, my, from my days, uh, as people remember, my days in the prone sandwich brigade in the local choice suite, the chips in there are absolutely bang on. They're, they're the best chips. About, about once a year, Quinny, Quinny, Radio Lanx had sponsored a table and Quinny had come out with a tray of chips out there and they were the best chips ever. So I hope they like that, but anyway. I can't promise Quinny's going to be in the unit. That's the only issue. <laughs> I think he's busy on a match day. Well, yeah, but if, if Quinny's in there, you'd need a stepladder. So. <laughs> and he won't mind me, he won't mind me saying
3: Thanks two of us
0: three of us <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah now no i'm not gonna I mean, there needs to be seven of you if we're gonna do the joke <laughs> <laughs> uh, so I'll, I'll come to you now ryan and I, you made a, a really good point earlier which i, I want to expand on in the fact that obviously you're coming in with a clean slate you're trying different things you've got loads of things one of the things uh joel joel knows this that uh, us being the devious types We decided we'd like you two on here because if we can get you two on here and get you on our side, we can get more guests on. (laughs) And I'm just being honest, you know, in the fact that, oh, if we invite Ray and he might be nice to us and let people come on and and encourage players to come on. Because obviously, you know, that's why I came in the club and asked you directly rather than waiting for Charlie. But from your point of view, you know, um, it's podcasts like this and the one that dave salmon's doing and the stuff that the club are doing and the program and the press releases and stuff like that all of a sudden we sound we look and sound like a a decent league one club because there's loads and loads of stuff out there and that's you you've only been here 10 minutes you must be working your nuts off
2: <laughs> yeah and and to be fair i can't sit here and take all the credit. Um, a lot of it goes to Ben for for being the person that he is and being very good at the job that he does. He makes my life hell, hell of a lot easier. He just lets me get on with it, and we speak a lot, but we only speak about the important stuff. And when that important stuff comes along, we do what we need to do to get it right. And yeah, we we, we both have the very similar opinion that we've got to be the best off the field. Doesn't matter what happens on the field. We, the fans know what they're going to get from us. Um, and then the second person who also makes my life a hell of a lot easier is Matt Smith. And I've got to give him a lot of credit as well because he is a university student who is only going into his second year and he's streets ahead of where I was when I was going into my second year of university. He's not paid me to say that, by the way. Um, so I will definitely be asking for a few beers off him anyway. Um, but no, he's he's brilliant. He's He's got a lot of intelligence in... In that body of his and in that brain, he's very good at what he does. He he sniffs out the best pieces of content that he brings to people, and he's been a welcome addition for me to walk into a building and have somebody like that. Um, yeah, the the clean slate aspect of it all was. I think I walked in a majority of the stuff that um the club had was with the ex uh, digital media manager. Uh, Matt Rushton so we've just taken check of what we have and the club of backed the department Ben and Rod as well and Graham and, and said right what do you need we'll try and provide you with what you need and and we'll go from there and um, we're obviously nearly in a position to to be doing a lot more crisp video stuff we've got a video camera a tripod microphones stuff like that And then, but also at the same time, you have made a friend in me already, as in the Shrimp Trust, because you guys have backed us and we're going to speak about, I think I was talking to Jack. His second name escapes me. Um, Jack Steyer. Yeah. And he he spotted that. I went back to a file and, and said, look, we can't really offer a gold cam at the moment just because of the lack of equipment. And he said, well, we'll sponsor it. So we'll buy the equipment and, and look, like I said, you've made a friend in me to start with. I just need to put the wheels in motion. I've got to try and find five minutes to, to order it. But that is something that hopefully fans and supporters alike can look forward to sometime in the future.
0: Well, like you say, we're all on the same side. We're all, um, you know, we're all batting for the same side. And that's, that's why the Trimps Trust podcast is here. It's, it's to, to communicate things from inside the club to the fans. Uh, And that's why we're basically doing it. And uh, uh, if it wasn't for Joel, um, you know, we wouldn't be doing this weekly. So I thank you, Joel, because obviously you've been absolutely brilliant with this, mate. Well, thank you. No, it's
1: a pleasure. I enjoy it.
0: (laughs) Good. Um, You've got a couple of questions then. I'm going to drop on you now.
1: Yeah, go on then. Uh, Ben, with with, uh, obviously most of what you do is off the field, but is there ever kind of much crossover or kind of communication or work with uh, Stephen and, and Diomed and the playing side of things? Yeah, we, we
3: speak regularly. Um, you know, the, the mandate from me is clear. Tell me what you need. Like, like I've said to every department, um, they're very much there, But get on with it. it. It takes care of itself, but you need anything from me, you need anything from the off-field operation, which it's of course, interlinked. I'll make it happen for you um, because We have to support the first team and and do whatever we can to make their lives as as comfortable as possible so that they can go out there and perform on the pitch. Um, At the end of the day, we will do everything we can off the pitch and we'll give it that real underpinning and, and that longevity. But it boils down to what happens on a Saturday afternoon out on the pitch. So whatever we can do to take away all the barriers or all the all the thoughts that are going on in players and, and staffs' heads, whatever we can do to make their lives easier and just focus on football, we do. Um, and to be fair to the people at Harrogate, that was instilled in me there. It was, you know, we're here to, to serve a purpose, and that is to the supporters, to the club, and and to the to the playing side. And if we can do that, then we'll we'll be successful on all fronts. So yeah. I speak to Stephen and, and Dermot regularly, John Mack as well. Um, you know, sometimes it's just a case of, well done today, you know, we played really well. Other times it's it's looking at things and, and you're having a couple of hours in, in the office discussing what we can do to, to improve. Stephen takes an interest in what's going off off the field, but respects that that's my remit. And I certainly take an interest in what's going on on the field, but completely understand and respect that that's his remit. and, and you know, it works for us both. I, I, I don't think I'm speaking for him in saying that we, we get on well and and we'll we'll continue to push each other forwards where we can. That's
1: oh, yeah, it's good. I was I was going to ask you about what kind of areas you were looking. You initially were looking to improve, but I think you probably answered that pretty comprehensively already. But I just thought I'd ask. In terms of season ticket sales, obviously you wanted the high highest number possible, but I think they're they're around two thousand four hundred now. So like. Is that a figure you were expecting necessarily, or is it all as even though you're I'm sure you were optimistic about it, has that almost taken you almost a bit by surprise at how many have, have, have been sold?
3: Yes, it's, it's all new to me. Look, I can look from the outside and you see numbers on a page and, and names, but until so you become a part of it, you don't realize what that really means. So, um, did I think we would get to 2400? Probably not. Did I hope we did? Absolutely. Um, we don't leave anything to chance. We've been pushing as much as we can, doing as much as we can with our resource to improve the sales and push the sales. Um, I had a conversation with someone when I joined and, and you know, my, one of my first days, and I said, we're going to hit 2,000. And if we don't, it's not going to be through a lack of trying or anything we do. And, and you know, they, they almost laughed at me and said, 2,000 people buying a season ticket at Morecambe, it will never happen. And you know what, that, that, if nothing else, motivated me to go out there and be proactive and and do everything we could. Um, Which I think, you know, from our point of view, we've done what we can next season. We're we're planning from November, December, what we can do, working with Ryan, working with his team. How do we make it better again next year? Um, So absolutely delighted with the take-up. We still want to sell more. They're on sale. I'll remind people that they'll hold the value through Christmas, so Christmas presents, for like, I think there'll probably be a dozen games after Christmas, um, you know, and, and if you're paying for eight, they're still getting four free, so Santa's going to be hopefully dropping some season tickets off around Morecambe and, and the area.
0: Well, I'm not going to ask you to name who that was, but they were right, you've got no chance of getting 2,000, because we're way past it.
3: <laughs> I know, I know, it's, it's, it's great, I, look, it, it the take up has been brilliant, and, and that isn't down to us. All we can do is put the prices there and, and push it, but that is down to the people who bought them and told their friends, told their family. I'm sure you'll know people, you know, Fries mm-hmm. and, and Joel, who, who have bought theirs and then said to the pals, Come on, you've got to buy this and got and one for the kids that they might not have done before. And um it, it's driven by the community and the people getting the word out and, and the initiatives like what the Trust have done to raise money for for people less fortunate than, than the majority and, and give them an opportunity to go and, and buy season tickets through that initiative is just unbelievable and, and it all contributes to, to the greater cause which we're all here for which is to grow crowds, make Morecambe sustainable and more competitive and, and to ultimately be in a better place when all of us go than, than it was when we started. No, it's
1: brilliant. <laughs> you know, I think... Uh, I think it was said that the previous record was around nine hundred, so to hit two thousand four hundred is is just kind of almost baffling. But um, just going going to Ryan now, w- when you came into the club on the media side of things, what what were the were there a kind of a couple of key areas that you really thought this is something I need to affect and improve pretty much straight away?
2: Yeah, I think. Touching back on my interview, I was in this Turkish sauna as Dave, uh, sorry, Freezer's touched on. I won't call you Dave because I know Charlie yeah, got a bit of a...
0: Yeah. Uh, <laughs>
2: yeah. So we'll leave that there. Uh, but no, I, 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 when I did my interview with Ben and the two co-chairmen, I touched on stuff that I wanted to achieve in my first 90 days. Um, I think it was five or six things on there. One of them was to potentially pick a player for the PFA Community Player of the Year still working out who the best player is for that. But I think Jockel is somebody that I'd like to kind of earmark. I just think he's a fantastic individual who embodies everything about family. And he's made that very clear during the Q&A when he got here, said that Morecambe's a very family-friendly and a big family feel. Obviously, he's coming over from Iceland and stuff like that. So he he's... Brilliant! Yeah, I, that first night the Q and A just it absolutely stole my heart. I was like, "You're my kind of person." Um, Mental. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And and I, I can I'm here. I'm all here for it. Trust me. Um, and then it was with a certain bits that I wanted to improve the photography side of things and and getting match day images throughout the game rather than waiting until seven o'clock, eight o'clock to get pictures on, or the next day. I wanted them throughout the game to. Hopefully, enhance the the Twitter updates and stuff like that. Getting a consistency when we're getting videos out and little snippets from the interviews to hopefully make you want to click on the YouTube link and and, and view the whole eleven minutes with Dermot, for example. And it's just it's, it's becoming more consistent. First of all, in these ninety days, hundred days, however it's going to take, and then building on it, like I said, and. and yeah, we're in a good place. We've started well, but we don't want to rest on our laurels. We don't want to, as Ben said before, pat ourselves on the back. We want to continue to to bring the best side of Morecambe Football Club behind the scenes, on the field, off the field, and that's my ambition is to to make sure we keep doing that on a consistent basis.
1: No, yeah, and to us for the away games and the games that I can't, I've not been able to make like seeing those kind of updates on Twitter be more regular and the pictures coming out of Cole celebrating because let's win this that's what most of the pictures have got to be at the moment but uh they're great to see and like you say on yockel like uh you know I remember after what what struck me about him actually is about after the uh oh well he was after the Rotherham game and obviously the goal he conceded it's not a nice goal to concede the way it kind of you know it caught in the wind he lost it a bit but he was straight at the side of the pitch having selfies with the kids and You know, completely up for that, and then doing that interview with uh, Quinny afterwards, that was brilliant. But uh, kind of following on from people like Yokel, I think you touched on it earlier with Josh McPake as well. So, which players, I'll start with which players like doing the media, which players are are a bit more up for it and a bit more kind of cooperative for that kind of thing?
2: I think if you were to ask him all and to get an honest out of, answer out of them all, I don't think anybody likes to do press. Even the gaffer doesn't like doing it, but I think he's more receptive of it here than he was when he was in Scotland having to deal with 15 nationals and everybody trying to bay for blood at times. We're lucky here that we have BBC Radio Lancashire, Gav Brown from The Visitor, and they're just brilliant people that they send along and, and they get exactly where Morecambe are and what Morecambe are about. Uh, Anthony O'Connor's a very good talker. He, we saw him recently. We're still just trying to work out who enjoys it. I think Farnie, we'd have Farnie on every week if we oh, could. You'd
0: never shut him up.
2: He's brilliant and, and that's something that we're looking to do as well. I think we're going to do something from the Chef Wednesday game onwards and we're going to make a regular feature of a bit of a Farnie cam kind of thing just because he's brilliant. I just I like what he gives out and you some of the behind the scenes stuff is brilliant. He's He's
0: just, He's absolutely class. Well, like, so to make a suggestion, find Farnie, wine, his wine advice. That would make a great little... <laughs> I, I've been
2: privy to a few conversations about him being a connoisseur of wine.
0: He knows his stuff. He and does. I tell you now, it was like, where do you get your wine from, Freeze? Where you get your Co-op? <laughs> oh, hi, yeah, yeah. There's, they're a really nice share out of that. plug.
2: <laughs> so, yeah, he's doing little things like that. And the press side of things, I haven't had one person come up to me, maybe Josh McPake, and say that he's not really too keen on it. But it's just finding the better speakers and and who, who is on message and on song. And, yeah, they pretty much all are for the ones that have been here so far. We haven't had a few people up yet. But, yeah, we're getting there slowly but surely. And, like I said, it makes my life easier that they're all fantastic individuals as people rather than just as footballers.
1: Yeah, especially with that, talking about the funny stuff. I remember the previous series we had before with, with physiotherapy, he was kind of the, the main character in that, and that was always really enjoyable. But yeah, no, so I suppose it's just a case of kind of working your way through all the players or as many as you can, and just kind of seeing who's receptive. So obviously, so far, Joshua McPake has kind of said, maybe not me. But well, are there any others who kind of uh, turn the nose up for a little bit, or are you not allowed to say?
2: No, no. Um, I think Cole <laughs> Stockton, the first of all, when he scored two on the opening day at Ipswich, we got him for pre pre-match press. And I was like, lad, I said, you're going to have to come out, I said, and talk about that. I was like, like, what I've done it already. I was like, yeah, but you can't not go and do press and score two goals. I said, so it's up to you. And he was just like, and I've had three or four requests from him. To be fair to him, I think he gets it now that he's going to be in demand. Uh, I've tried to... Uh, get him under my wing a little bit, get him thinking how I am. And to be fair, he has done. I won't be putting him out all the time because I don't want him to get annoyed with me, but no, he's, he's brilliant. Um, yeah, there's not really been one, one kind of individual yet. I said, no, I don't really want to do it. But bar Barry Roach, he wouldn't do me some quotes after he was going to go back on the bench. And that was a real hit because I thought we could have done something good with him. It was just like, absolutely no way. So I was like, right. Okay. Um, but yeah, I, I've kind of got a bit of a man crush on Barry Roach as well. So whatever Barry says, scores.
0: Haven't we all? <laughs> it's a bit funny, you know, because the, obviously doing these doing these podcasts and people who've listened regularly will know that Cole came on and was very, very good. Uh, and we had Tombs on as well and he's been on twice and he was brilliant. And uh, another good talker is Aaron Wildig. In fact, you know, he, he's very, very good and very happy to do it. So... Uh, they I'm just letting you know who's been done, Ryan, so that we can uh, we can set up Anthony O'Connor if you can shoehorn <laughs> him in, you know, that sort of thing.
2: Leave it with me.
0: So move, moving on, uh, the final thing I want to talk about on a light-hearted note is obviously uh, the crew game because now the crew game's off because uh, oh my goodness, and I'm staring into camera. International <laughs> call ups. What's we're, that about? We're a That's massive club. A to us, has it Joel. No, yeah, well obviously you know we're just.
1: They're just bigger than the sun, obviously. So, uh, what, can, what can we really say? You know, <laughs> we just you
0: know, you know, League One, we're flying high. Well, what can you do? So it it is quite funny because obviously uh, things will change, but it's the it's three lads that we've got on loan. Obviously, Josh. I don't want to be interviewed, McPake, <laughs> uh, for Scotland under 21s. Alfie McCalmont on loan from Leeds who's obviously for Northern Ireland under 21s, and uh, the the Madman himself, Yockel, who's obviously Icelandic under 21s. And uh, I, I thought I was, I, I thought I was, when I read it, I was like, what? Who's crew got in this? And it was us. <laughs> <laughs> and then I, I know a crew fan who texted me and went, what is this? What's going on? I went, oh, be aware, be aware. We're coming, we're coming your way. <laughs> oh. But uh, that's, it. it's a fantastic indictment of the signings that Stephen's made in the fact that these lads are, are well thought of and been playing for under 21s, isn't it? No, it's
1: it's brilliant. You know, it it just shows that he's managed, like, like you say, he's managed to make some great signings and it's not just him who views them as good prospects, it's, you know, the international setups for their respective countries. So, yeah, it's really exciting to be having these players and obviously, you know, we'll miss, we'll miss football being on that weekend, but at the end of the day, you know, we've got these brilliant players who are really talented and, and they're young and, and they'll develop nicely, hopefully. But, uh, you know, to have these players at a club, I think you've got, we've got to say that we're lucky to have them and hopefully they can, no, they'll go away, they'll have a good international break and they'll come back and do the business for us as well.
0: So I think that's a great place to end. Um, we will be back next week. Um, uh, we'll, and also, uh, it's a great place to end because I think Ryan's uh, pole dancing, Dad's about to come in because the lights have gone down behind. <laughs> 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 so uh, we're, we're, we'll get off before that happens, but we might show you the film later on, I don't know. But uh, if you haven't joined the Shrimps Trust, uh, if you're enjoying these podcasts, please do join the Shrimps Trust. Still, only ten pound. What, what membership are we now, uh, Joel? Oh, I think it was. It was only. It was getting towards six hundred. I think. I don't know oh. if we've kind of passed that threshold yet, but it was getting there. That's brilliant because I got I got my pack through and uh, it came in Andy and Aldi because it had a little trolley thing with it, which was brilliant. <laughs> so uh, I was really pleased with that. But I got the badge and everything else. So thanks, as always, to uh, 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 the Shrimps Trust uh generalissimo joel for today but also thanks to ben and thanks to ryan for coming along uh we will ask you to come on again obviously uh we i know you come on as a double act but we might come on we might get you separately if you're happy to do that um and then you can tell tales on each other (laughs) i'll have to speak
3: to his agents on that one i think
0: (laughs) as long as i
2: can come on when barry roach is on that's all that's all i'm doing (laughs) And you know,
0: I, I, I've i been into Barry about coming on and he he wasn't keen, I have to say, no. but there you go, cut with them all. So this has been uh, Shrimp's Trust podcast number nine. Hope you've enjoyed it. Join us again when there's plenty to talk about next week after we've absolutely tucked Sheffield Wednesday. Thanks for listening.